Now batting for the sports animal. Your afternoon drive. Number two, Menon, Van Nunley, and Fred Slow. And in the on-deck circle, Robert Buck D. Gibson. This is Two Men On with Van Nunley and Fred Slow. It's Tuesday, Albuquerque. And for some reason, the boys are at New Mexico Pinion Coffee. Yeah, Let's baby. go. God, I love this place. You know what that means. This is like my cheers. The, inter- the intersection of Douglas MacArthur and 4th Street. Mm-mm. Come hang out with your boys. We're here up until 6 o'clock tonight where you can make it. Don't. Oh, interesting, Michael. A little uh, inside baseball uh, here yeah, weird. for the listener. We got to bump up in after we 10 seconds ago were told to bump them down. This sh- this sh- we're in the streets, Michael. This show is in the streets five days a week. We've had we've had the same machine for months. We have now. our own machine. We know our levels. We put stickers on it. But here you are micromanaging we, us from we, afar. We got a label maker. We put a label on it. it. Says "Property of the Boys." Yeah, it's we know, Michael. Actually, it says F eight D C. Don't read. Don't eight, don't read that part. That's oh, an wait. IP number. Whoops! Whoopsie! Dang it! Live from Pinion Coffee, we're at the 4th Street location today. Come make a donation to Locker 505 on behalf of you and New Mexico Pinion Coffee. There's kind of a lot of donations already here. We've got to yeah. figure this out. But uh, you get 10% off of your purchase for making a donation, 25% off for a high-necessity item and a social media post. Uh, come do that. Come hang out with us. Do we'll it. be here up until 6 o'clock Hold on. tonight. What's up? Hold on. You left out the best part. I did not. You come here in person, uh-huh. make a donation while we are here mm-hmm. up until 6. Correct. We'll give you coffee. We'll just hand you coffee. I'll just give you bags from our hands of coffee. What, is, what do we have today? From mine to this yours. cookie-flavored coffee. Yeah. All right. This one's not making it out of my hands. This one's. This one is now mine. Okay. The, There's a lot more. Yeah. Also, whenever it comes, because New There's Mexico. up to 23 more besides the one Fred just stole. Uh, Pinion coffee bags come in uh, like a shiny, mm-hmm. finite. What is? What would you call this? I... Uh, glossy, glossy, and I'm like a crow. Like when I find like something shiny, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm like, this is now my thing. I often have to keep you from picking stuff up off the sidewalk. That is uh, partially true. Yeah. Also, cigarette butts. That's what crows like. Cigarette butts. You know, they train crows to return cigarette butts for treats. I did know that in multiple parks across this yeah, country I did and know world. That. that is correct. Yeah. We're living in the future. We're basically living in the future. It's a Tuesday at the Pinion Coffee House as our normal Wednesday spot. We had to bump it. We're at Isotopes Park tomorrow night because it is the final Isotopes game of the season. And Van and I want to make sure we get a picture on top of the hill in center field as it's about to be ripped to the ground. Oh, R.I.P. Bernard's bump. R.I.P. Kate Bush. <laughs> what? No more running up that hill. No more running up that hill. Ah, I see. I got the red. I'm with you now. Yeah. Okay. It's a deal with God. So what are they going to do to honor that area? I mean, they're going to put the former home of the Bernard Bump. Uh, The Bernard Bump is whenever you went Bernard on the radio show and your ratings go up for a little bit. Uh That's the Bernard Bump. So I don't think that applies. Not to be confused with the two men on drip. Which is very Which different. We gave him at the you, beginning of the year, yeah. and he ended up being the MVP. We've given the drip 
to a lot of people. Right. A lot of people have received the drip from us. Correct. And if you're wondering what the drip is, <laughs> if you don't know our nomenclature yeah. here on the show. First of all, welcome to the show. You uh, you come on our show, and then whatever your uh, endeavor is, yeah. it's usually sports because we have a sports show, becomes quite fruitful after the fact. Yeah, we... And if, if you then venture into the world of athletic success, then what we do is we claim that success as our own. 100%. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We gaslight you into believing. We ride your coattails yeah. into the sunset. Similar to the way the Dallas Cowboy fan last night rode the coattails of bad officiating, <sighs> poor ratings, Man. terrible quarterback play, no-name wide receivers, and a laughable defensive effort by their team on a way to a victory over the lowly Giants that not even the Cowboys could stomp on because we're talking bottom of the barrel all the way around. Look, future MVP of the NFL, Cooper Rush, he can't do it all for his team, Fred. Couldn't do anything he last can't, night. He can't block. He can't tackle. He can't catch balls. All he can do is do perfect handoffs, perfect pitch tosses, and perfect passes, whether they're short, medium, or long. Because he is, as far as I'm concerned, mm-hmm. the perfect prototype for an NFL quarterback. No. No. That's why the first time Tom Brady saw Cooper Rush throw a football, that's when he started coming back. That's when, like, you know what? Tom Brady told himself, I'm going to risk my marriage and my family okay. so I could set all these records because I see Cooper Rush coming. Cooper Rush was 21 of 31, 215 yards in a tutty. That tutty came on. 21 of 31, but he had the receivers had 10 drops. Uh, C.D. Lamb had nine. <laughs> the one he didn't drop is the best catch you'll see of his entire career as he brought one in in the corner, one handy boy. That was it. That was the story. It's a terrible story. CeeDee Lamb has to catch passes. You're out there wearing Mike Irvin's number, yeah. running around, embarrassing the 8 and the 8. And by the way, the 8 and the 8, very sexy. How? It is the sexiest of wide receiver numbers. How can the Cowboys allow someone else to have Michael Irvin's number? That's not Des Bryant. How can the Vikings allow someone else to have Randy Moss's number? Well, it this is, is insane to me. To be fair, that's Thaddeus Moss. Fair. Thaddeus Moss. I mean, it's... Thaddeus? His son. It's, uh, Who? Thaddeus Moss, uh, Randy Moss's son. It's Irv Smith Jr. Okay, it's someone else entirely. That's yeah, that's not, a different human being. That's not yeah. good. The one good thing about Dallas is Tony Pollard, and I've been saying it forever. He's the only guy you can trust out there. He's the only guy who gets positive yardage. He's the only guy that you can go to in a situation and say, you know what I think I'd like to do here? Move the chains on third down. You know what I think I'd like to do here? Keep the defense honest. Because Ezekiel Elliott, although he had the tutty in the 73 yards, he just, I, I got no trust. Every time, he, every time he has it in his gut, I trust him about as much as I trust CeeDee Lamb open in stride with the ball hitting him between the numbers. You know, Zeke's had a couple down years, but this year he's not that bad. It's early. Since I'm since I've become a big Cooper Rush guy, yeah, I uh, now I'm becoming a Cowboys apologist, and uh, the world's largest Ewok hasn't had that bad of a season so far. That's Ezekiel Elliott. He's, you're talking about yeah, that's Ezekiel Elliott. I'm talking about. He's hovering around five yards a, ca- a carry. Mm-hmm. 
He's got a couple TDs. He's got 40 carries. Yeah, he's he's doing okay comparatively. But when you watch them on on game time, when you watch them on film, mm-hmm. it seems like Pollard is just a, a step ahead. Has the talent, has the burst, has the vision. Of the of the four guys who carried the ball substantially last night, Tony Pollard, Ezekiel Elliott, Saquon Barkley, and Daniel Jones, Ezekiel Elliott is the worst running back of the four. He had the least amount of yards. He had the most attempts. And he did get the touchdown because I think Dallas Cowboys have to give him a touchdown at least once a season for Dallas Cowboy fan mm-hmm. to not just l- lose it. Sure. Yeah. Plus uh, the new Disney Plus Star Wars series Andor came out. Okay. So there's a lot of, a lot of momentum for, you know. Going Ewok again. Ewoks. Yep. Yeah. There was... Mm-hmm. You watched the entire game last night, and you're and Howie's baby. Howie's got loose last night. We had a lot of fun at I, Howie's I, last I, night. I can't keep doing it. I can't keep having that much fun <clears throat> once a week. It's not fair. Uh, yes, it is fair. <laughs> it's quite fair, and I'm looking forward to it every week, and so should you, Albuquerque. Also, because we absolutely rage yeah. at Howie's and have a blast. Big thank you to all the friends of the show who attended last night. It was a hoot. Um, the fun thing they do at Howie's, and this is not for you, Van. This is for you, Michael, because you'll never attend because of your bias towards hating us. Mm. The thing at Howie's is at halftime, we do raffle giveaways. Correct. So if you're at the Howie's, you get entered in a raffle. Cool. Costs zero doll hairs. Yeah. It's your in. And we give away prizes. Correct. Also, there's... Oh, speaking of prizes, yep. thank you for reminding me. If uh, the curly-haired gentleman who won the Isotopes tickets... <laughs> Would get a hold of Luke. Yeah. He's got your tickets because he just disappeared after halftime, and I couldn't transfer them to him. That's not good. No. So you're saying we got some tickets is what you're saying. So So if you don't claim them, Luke's going to give them away to somebody else, and they get to go to the isotopes on us tonight. So they give away, like, Howie's T-shirts. They give away gift certificates, a whole bunch of stuff. Yeah. So we bring last night some Friends of the Show shirts, right? We bring two men on T-shirts. Yes. They're very nice. Uh-huh. You have given one to every girl you've met on a dating app. Yeah, there's a lot around town. There's, they're insanely nice. Mm-hmm. So as we're auctioning them off last night, you're not booed as we're giving them away. And that was surprising to me. It was surprising that the two men on T-shirts were received with such fanfare. Like, keeping in mind that it was you presenting them and people had to, like, thank you and you were involved in the process. I know people don't like that. Yeah, yeah, that happens a lot. But, um... Usually what happens is, you know, I give the shirts to to my exes. Yeah. And then they have a LeBron leaving Cleveland-esque fire sale. Yeah. They throw them on eBay for free, and they even pay shipping. Or they put it on the Instagram, and they just set them on fire and then put the our shirts on fire. The So we had ABQ Central for a long time. That was sure. our weekend show. Yeah. And uh, I had a friend who had a T-shirt. And after we became not friends, mm-hmm. she sent me the T-shirt via the mail. Okay. And then I Vimmoed her the shipping cost as it's right there on the right the label or whatever. Uh, Two dollars and eighty three cents local. It was like eleven bucks. Oh, it was across the country. Yeah. And um, uh, she rejected it, sent it back. Oh, so that's a spite return right that's there. Not great for your boy. Yeah. 
Luckily, you're doing way better now. Well, there's that. Yeah. There's always you that. got a lovely missus now. It's, you got a, That's in the past, Fred. Don't focus on the past. Uh, always moving forward. Yes. Something, something shark. Michael Parsons did nothing last night. Zero surprise to me. Really has no impact on the field whatsoever. Assisted on one tackle. I mean, he's garbage, right? <clears throat> Welcome back to Marcus Lawrence. Yeah. I mean, he had a night. A dinosaur. Three sacky boys. Dinosaur, he's 30. Yeah, that's what I said. You heard me. <laughs> it's the NFL we're talking about. I feel like 30 is the year where you're really good. That's like the one. 30 is old for uh, NFL defensive ends and uh, any woman in Hollywood. It's just too old. Just too old these days. I don't like that you're applying DiCaprio rules to everything. <laughs> no, we, that's 25. Whenever we get back, New Mexico Pino Coffee will join us. We're going to have a lot of fun with that. We're going to talk about what's going on, not just here at 4th Street, but around the city. Ooh, city. We're at that point of the year when people are a given in New Mexico Pino Coffee. is a uh, Well, they're a prime partner for that. Two men on live from the John Lopez Real Estate and Coldwell Banker Legacy Studio. We're powered by New Mexico Payone Coffee. We play on Team I-9. Start our days at the YMCA Central New Mexico. Spend our evenings at Hollow Spirit on the weekend. That's for New Mexico's vodka. Tell her vodka. Don't forget, if you weren't there last night, you can be next Monday at Howie's Sports Page, 12500 Montgomery Boulevard. Come hang out with your boys. And it's, it's not just the show, Van. We're literally there all night long. On every, a Monday. Every snap of Monday night football. We're there hanging out, getting loose, the, having dry rub tater tots with queso, and drinking pitcher after pitcher of delicious Bud Light, and then Ubering home. And the YMCA misses us on Tuesday mornings. Yep. 95.9 FM and AM 610. The Sports Animal. The King of Sports Talk. I have not given myself enough credit lately. The Jim Rome Show. Weekdays at 10 on 95.9 FM and AM 610. The Sports Animal. This is Mellow Michael. I'm feeling this. Is this Macy Gray? Really? Oh, cool. Look at me. Happy birthday, Matt Breger. Welcome to the show. Hey. Thanks, guys. Rio Rancho's birthday. What does that mean? Free Biscuitos. That's what that means. Oh, that was yesterday. That That was the other day. It's over. Yeah, this past weekend, three years at uh, the Rio Rancho store. Oh, my gosh. That's really exciting. Matt Breger joining us. He's the president of New Mexico Penny on Coffee. Let's go, Matt Breger. How many donations have you received over the course of your partnership with Locker 505, and can you keep handling it, the giving and and community effort by everyone who loves the program and you? Yes, we can handle it. And, yes, we've had quite a bit. It's like way too much. It's It's impressive. impressive. Yeah. Hey, pinch poke. Yeah. Yeah, Even even right now, like the basket is overflowing. And then there's another giant U-Haul box here full of stuff. And somebody put, like, elf shoes in there, Yeah, I don't know. what These are, like, (laughs) swim shoes or something. They seem nice. Uh, But, no, the initiative is going well, though, right? It is is going great. And uh, from what we've heard from Kim at Locker 505, things are really exceeding our expectations. So we're just happy to be impactful on that. Super sweet. I know they have uh, they have helped more kids this semester than they helped the entirety of all last semester. So the how many weeks we're into this? We're not even a fall break yet. Yeah, it's bonkers. Are we eight year eight weeks. Is it that many? You Maybe. have a child? Is that correct? 
Yeah, somewhere in there. I think, uh, yeah, it sounds about right. Probably sure. wrong. Probably. <laughs> sounds good. <laughs> Give or take. Uh, close enough. Ish. You miss Russell Wilson? What's up? Uh, no, I'm actually, <laughs> after this weekend's game, I'm starting to think that uh, maybe Crazy Pete had the right idea. It seems like they know what they're and, doing, uh, right? Uh, unfortunately for me, I did the double dip with Wilson and Sutton on my fantasy team. Yeah, and that has like something you would do, yeah. He'll get warmed up eventually, but he looks like a shell of himself. It's yeah. embarrassing. Letting Russ cook is like letting him go and uh, have a low wattage microwave at this point. So yes. it's, it's tough. Embarrassing for the Seahawks is their performance against Atlanta this past weekend. <sighs> They got beat up by third stringer Marcus Mariota and his band of lovable losers. Hey, he came back to the Pacific Northwest with a chip on his shoulder. He did. I'm not surprised. Uh, I'm not surprised. uh, Ducks fly forever. Yeah, and uh, they took out your Cougs. Okay, we're going to do that on air? That's the conversation we're we're going to have on air? (laughs) You wrote wrote me off. I never wrote back. I I don't think... And by the way, the NFC West is the worst division in football, and it's wide open, and any any loser team in that division could win the whole thing. Seattle could Fair. be at the top at the end, right? Fair. I could be at the top. Yeah, yeah. Stafford, Stafford and the garbage. Rams will do it. They're garbage. Garbage, huh? All right. All right. They barely beat at Arizona, and Arizona's the worst team in the NFL, yeah. aside from the Giants and the Cowboys. I don't know. This, the, the Cardinals are going to give the Seahawks a run for their money in that department. Got a win coming up this weekend, though. The Lions suck. Dan Campbell just tries to lose games. He, he, have a he tried Lions, Lions so back. hard last week. Amon Ross St. Brown, he's the real deal. He makes Jared Goff look palatable. Mm. <laughs> he's the sun god. <laughs> exactly. The, the thing to me about the line and Dan Campbell, who like has never found a press conference he didn't want to cry at, positively <laughs> or negatively. Like, I'm a guy who loves emotion as much as anyone. We were talking a little bit about uh, what's the cat's name from Buffalo, the O.C.? Oh, Ken Dorsey. Yeah, we're talking a little bit about yeah. Ken Dorsey the other day, who was running back for a lot of years for the San Francisco 49ers and kind of, or not running back, uh, QB quarterback. Yeah, and uh, he played Miami. He's a Miami so. guy. I think he was yeah, a right. Miami guy. And so, anyways, so he's like getting animated and excited and kind of going through all these motions. And it's like that is that world. Like you have to have like that release. And to me, don't pick the microphone after the game. Pick like scream into a stall. In a locker room, do anything. I love the feigned outrage about the coach of 53 friggin' modern day gladiators gets upset when things don't go his way. What reaction did you expect him to have? So, oh, that's a that's a rough day, boys. I'm gonna go do some yoga about it. No, you're gonna get angry. You're gonna throw stuff. You're a football coach. You can't be soft in that department. Yeah. So, oh. Wish I would have brought my Zen garden down to Miami. <laughs> oh, rough day. Now, the real problem I'm having is I can't find my fidget spinner. <laughs> it's not going to help you. It's not going to save you, Danny boy. <laughs> this weekend is the balloon fiesta. It runs through next week. Pinyon going to have a presence at the, uh, the old balloon fiesta? Yeah, so uh, the last three years, uh, there has been another coffee sponsor out there. But What? Uh, I know it's it's sad to say, What's but the, what? But let but, me make a call. Uh, we actually have a presence uh, concession wise out there, Let's so go. you can still get your New Mexico Pinion coffee out at the park. 
uh, to help get you caffeinated and energized to uh, watch the 50th this year. So I'll right. tell you what, I'll be drinking a lot of it next Friday as two men on will be at the Balloon Fiesta next Friday, 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 Friday night. night. Only two evening events this year. Did you guys say next Thursday, next Friday? Why is that? And that's, well, what like, did we you do? do? I don't know what's up. Yeah. What's up with them organizers? And they let you two into Lazy. it? Yeah, well, they, they were like, hey, can you, can you guys do the spotlight? They're desperate. <laughs> well yeah. done. They were, they were like, you know what would go good with this balloon fiesta? A couple guys with hot air. A couple yeah. guys who are full of hot air. Cha-cha-cha. <laughs> Let's put them out there. So, okay, so I can show up to the balloon fiesta any time because I'm that guy. When do you serve your first cup of joe out there? Oh, man, it's going to be uh, dark and early. So, yeah. you know, look for us around 5 o'clock. That's not okay. early, That's I, I get there like yeah, people be there. Yeah, like people be there at 4. Yeah. 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 I, I arrive first because I'm not going to miss anything. You are not going to miss anything at 4 a.m. out there. <laughs> Sip sleep. That's about it. That's about it. Penny on Coffee is going to be out at the Balloon Fiesta. What else is going on in your world, Matt? What's uh, what's up with the company? How are you guys giving back a little bit? Uh, you know, I mean, I think right now uh, our focus is on, of course, Locker 505. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we are getting ready for fourth quarter, which for us is our, our busy time of year. So we're kind of... Uh, getting ready for the onslaught that uh, starts with Balloon Fiesta and wraps up, you know, right around Christmas Eve. Um, but, uh, you know, nothing but great things. And, uh, you know, we, we continue to have great support from the community. And, you know, everybody loves uh, a local success story. And, and we're so fortunate that we can uh, represent New Mexico that well. So we're just trucking right along, man. Just uh, things are things are good. Blessed, blessed to be where we are. Christmas is coming up. Christmas is coming. If you're a expat New Mexican... Spread oh. out all over the country and the world. Mm-hmm. There's no better gift than New Mexico Pinion Coffee. That's right. And uh, you can get your fix on our website. We always do free shipping. Any items, any number of uh, things that we can ship all over the country. So uh, great gift ideas. And, uh, you know, always give us a, a quick look on our website at nmpinioncoffee.com. Um, and, uh, again... You know, we're always happy to ship out of state and give people that sense of home that they're missing. Not just out of state. You guys do worldwide. I mean, a couple times ago when we were talking, you like said you're shipping to some super weird places. International we, Space we Station? Yeah. <laughs> you know, I mean, we're, we're fortunate that we ship to a lot of APOs. We take care of a lot of uh, our servicemen that are overseas. There you go. Yeah. Um, we, most recently, we had the crew of the uh, USS Santa Fe out to tour the facility, and uh, we got uh, so almost cool. a pallet of coffee out to them to put in their stores for when they, uh, you know, ship back out. And we got to hear from the servicemen aboard that sub that uh, our coffee is something that they always look forward to. And uh, they tend to stash a few bags here and there. So at the end of their deployment... They can go back to it. So it was it was a ton of fun to hear that, and we're just we're just glad to be a part of that. Ben and I had an idea. We got a gift idea. Okay, hit me. We want to be on the Christmas card. Now we know we're not really part of the family. <laughs> we know we're not really included, but we want to be treated as such. We want to be like the like the like the bastardized stepchild <laughs> on the New Mexico Pinion Coffee <laughs> Christmas card. Do you have any interest in this energy? Mrs. Santa called it. Yes, I need I need red, you know, I need some red Santa suits and some green elf shoes yeah. and uh we'll we'll make something happen there. I thank you. Thank you for my vision of me holding an oversized candy cane. <laughs> Frightening, but let's roll with it. That's- Wildly oversized candy cane. <laughs> Matt Breger, thank you so very much, brother. Hey, happy to be here, guys. Thank what, you for having me on. Whenever we get back, Miles Garrett is back. What?
Two men on, 95.9 FM and AM 610. The Sports Animal. The only part of your morning that doesn't suck. The Opening Drive with Jeff Simbietta and J.J. Buck. Weekday mornings from 7 till 10 on 95.9 FM and AM 610. The Sports Animal. Back on the program. Your secret's safe with me, Mikey. I'm not going to tell anybody you're going to go potty. That's... <laughs> when you, you say it out loud, that's saying the secret. Oh. All right, catch me up with this Miles Garrett thing. Uh, Cliff's notes, he got into a wreck, flipped his car a bunch of times, and uh, rushed to the hospital, and life was not in danger, and then released. When did he get in a wreck? Like, on the way home from the game, oh, basically? Oh, like, like after the game? Yeah. But not like 3.30 in the morning, anything, nothing like that. No, apparently he swerved to avoid hitting an animal. Nope. Hold up. Wait. What kind of animal? Because there is a ranking of acceptably hitting animals. Well, first off, I don't know which animal. Maybe you could scour the Domestic interwebs. Domestic or wild? So, see, you need to scour the interwebs and you tell me. All right. First I'm off, I don't know what animal it was. And I don't know how they could gauge that he got into a one-car accident and flipped 15 times? So let me get this straight. Was he tumbling and counting as he was going around? Was it a deer? I mean, that would be my guess. Well, then I don't believe any of the story. Because Miles Garrett was more than willing to hit Rudolph, sorry, Mason the Rudolph Red-Nosed Reindeer multiple times. And you're going to tell me he on the road would avoid a deer? Yeah. Miles Garrett is a liar. I've seen him assault Rudolph. That's true. That's true. Thanks for beating me to my joke by five minutes. <laughs> but, <laughs> uh, look, I mean, I think he just has a bloodlust for quarterbacks. But I'm sure he's a lovely, kind person when it comes to the animal world. It goes like this. Okay. If there's a deer, never veer. That's, right. a, that's understood. Everybody knows that. Everyone knows that. Unless it's got really big antlers. And you're in the movie Final Destination, and the antlers are going to fly through the window and probably impale you in uh, your thoracic cavity. What was that last word? Uh, thoracic. What is that? That's the middle of your body. What's a cavity? Like in your mouth? <laughs> <laughs> the teeth in, your, in the middle of your, your body's mouth? Uh, your, your midsection. How about that? I'll Big thank it. you to Matt Bragar who joined us. He uh, is president of Mexico Pinion Coffee. He makes way more sense than you do, Van. Oh, you don't? You've never seen Final Destination? That's totally a Final Destination way to go out. All right, hey, you want to go inside baseball right now? Okay. Do you think I have seen Final Destination? I want to say no. No. But you know of? I haven't seen it either, but I know what it's about. I've never seen a single movie. We go over this all the time. You've never read a book. I don't read books. You're lying worse than Miles Garrett. The, about what? The Wreck. What movie do you think I've seen? What do you think the last movie I've seen is? We went and watched Black Widow together. That was two years ago. That's the last movie you've seen, but it proves that you've seen a movie. And how did I feel about that experience? You you weren't a fan. No, one of the worst I ever had. You weren't a fan. I did get to see Darth Vader that night, so that was kind of cool. A Porsche 911 Turbo S. He should have just drove underneath the deer. The... <laughs> <laughs> this does not look 
a Porsche 911 Turbo S is a car that looks fast when it's not even moving. It looks like it's going it very like it's, fast it looks when like it's sitting still. You're, you're exactly right. This is not a car that I believe one drives safely. That would be a car that an eight-year-old kid would draw and put flames behind it because it's going so fast. If you were to hand a child a pack of Crayolas mm-hmm. and say, draw a sports car from memory, mm-hmm. the thing they would draw would be very close to a Porsche 911 Turbo S. With an oversized spoiler, of course. Not like you ruined the end of a movie. Okay, that's right. The fin on the back of a car. Yeah. Rolled several times on a wet road. I'm not buying it. Oh, the list. Deers you hit. Okay. Okay. (laughs) All right. All wild, like fauna, you hit. Okay. So if it's like like a skunk, hit a skunk. Yes. Yeah. No, no, don't hit a skunk. But don't swerve out of the way of a skunk and put your own life in danger. No, you hit a skunk. Go, and then you go to Mr. Car Wash and you get it fixed. Remember what happened to my car when I hit a skunk? It got into the air conditioners and I had to spray osium in my vents every day for like two months. What was that word? Osium. It's a chemical air freshener. It balances out the air. Kids who grew up smoking weed in their car know what osium is. (laughs) (laughs) Where I grew up, St. Louis, Missouri, we had the Ozarks. Ah, very close. Okay. But not even. So, it's very close. It's two letters. And you would have on two-lane roads, turtles. Yeah. Smash into a turtle. Yeah. Okay. Somebody never played Super Mario Brothers. (laughs) It's very dangerous. You cannot risk. Don't drive over turtles. That's how you win at Mario Kart, is you throw turtles at cars. Bats? Bats. Hit a bat. I don't think you'd even notice hitting a bat. That'd just be like a large bug. The Okay, so in a Porsche 911 Turbo S, because I believe it, it at least looks very aerodynamic, mm-hmm. that, yes, you're correct. The but bat like, would just fly through its jet stream. But in my boxy boy, like, pickup truck, mm-hmm. thud, yeah. hit the bat. I honestly don't think that you'd even notice a bat in your truck. It would be in the grill. Yeah. Yeah. You'd be like, oh, there's another big moth. <laughs> Who put this speed bump on the highway? <laughs> moth. Why is this moth bleeding? Domestic animals is where it gets interesting. Oh, don't start talking puppies. That's what I'm saying. Oh, God, don't start talking puppies. Because I feel like if it's an animal that someone loves, you have to make every effort to avoid it. Yeah. Also, if it's an, a pet that someone hates... You need to make a, an effort to avoid it as well. Yes. To give it a chance at a better life, Fred. Also, as willing. The loved ones you can be okay with because, you know, they died loved. But these sad Sarah McLaughlin puppies, those are the ones you got to really avoid to give them another chance. As willing as I would be to hit a wild animal knowingly. Should we do play-by-play on this? I would be as equally unwilling <laughs> To hit, like, a cardboard box. Because it could be filled with puppies. Because of the unknown. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And if Miles Garrett would have been like, hey, cardboard box out there in the middle of the road caused me to have an accident, I'd be like, totally get that. Get it. 100%. Yeah. Yeah. Get a box of puppies. Yeah. Yeah. 
Is that an HD TV or is that a box of puppies? Right. I don't know. It could be a Wiley e. Coyote style box full of dynamite in the middle of the road. You never know. You never know. Yeah. But that's where I get lost on this whole story because hitting an animal, not in, not in at all on that energy. I'd rather not hit any animal, but I'm not going to swerve out of the way on a wet road no. in my Porsche to mm. avoid one. If you, you, if you have a car that expensive, you also have the super ass, super expensive ass insurance to match. I imagine the insurance for a 26-year-old on a Porsche 911 Turbo yeah. S uh, is more than my current Could you imagine the note. insurance Miles Garrett has to pay because everyone in the country saw him try to kill a guy with his own helmet? That's got to be an escalator. I feel like you're correct. <laughs> yes. Has anger issues. Yes. Your insurance goes way up when you try to kill a guy on national television. I was talking to Doug DeRosha earlier over 99.5. And he said to me, like in passing in the hall, because, you know, I just stand in the hall because I don't actually have an office. Mm-hmm. And he said to me, hey, do you feel like Miles Garrett's physique, like, helped him in this injury? And I took a second, and I was like, what about his physique is unique? And, and Doug is like, well, have you ever seen him? Yeah. I'm like, no, I've never, yeah. I've never one time seen him with, like, his shirt off. And then he was like, he's like, this guy's built like a Marvel superhero. And I'm like, okay, I'm all right, now I'm getting it. Like, this is all making sense. And I was like, but to my understanding, I don't know if, like, being a Buffy boy or being a softy boy is best in an accident. The only thing I know is, like, drugs. Like, if you're on drugs during an accident, you usually end up better. Because you're more relaxed. You don't tense up. Yeah. Yeah. But otherwise, I don't know. Is, is being, like, an Adonis? Told you drugs make everything better, yeah, Fred. <laughs> No, probably his physique helped because of that tiny sports car. And fitting in the driver's he seat. Just, he just filled up the whole half of the car in between him in between him filling up the whole car yeah. and the speed bag. There's no way anybody got hurt. He turns the air conditioning on real low, and, you know, because, like, like, water expands when it freezes, so mm. his body just gets that much bigger. <laughs> He's stuck in there and set. Oh, gosh. He's okay, though. Got to make it out. I'm into that. It does sound cruel to say not to dodge an animal, but I'm being serious. It's like if it's the safer move. Like yeah. if you see like coyote, like if you're up on tramway or whatever, like yeah. that sucks, but you're not flipping your car 15 right. times. Sure. I've seen Bambi. Mm-hmm. It's very sad. I don't want to watch the human version of Bambi. No. Where I'm the parent. I mean, that means my daughter would be very sad. Okay, it took me a second to get there. If I died in a car wreck, avoiding a deer. Two men on, 95.9 FM and AM 610. The Sports Animal. Come armchair quarterback with the opening drive. Weekday morning starting at 7 on 95.9 FM and AM 610. The Sports Animal. It's time to rock it. Yo, the party don't stop. It's time to rock. It's time to rock. It's time to rock it. Yo, we take it to the top. It's time to rock. It's time to rock. It's time to rock. Hurricane Ian. It's time to rock. It's time to rock. It's time Ian? To rock. I-A-N? Yeah, that's what. That's the word Ian, Fred. You did so good. Does that mean it's the eighth hurricane of the year? Is that how that works? In the alphabet, correct. Okay. Yeah. Has there been a hurricane van? Yeah, a few of them. Really? Yeah. Not a lot of V names. Mm-hmm. Victor. 
But you have to get awful far down because V is low in the alphabet list. They rarely get down to V, and they um, very rarely get down to the the double letters. Oh, like Hurricane Aaron? Yeah. That's a good one. Uh-huh. Because <laughs> you got to do AA or BB. Yeah. Category 4, which I don't know the definers. Are you familiar with that? Um, no, I do not. I think it has something to do with, okay, yeah, so that's what it is. So it has to do with wind speed. Wind speed within a certain distance from the eye. Okay. Is that right? Well, I'm pretty close to the big eye right now. What is that? 25. That's what category that is. 25 to 40. 25 25 and 40. Okay, so what this means. Tampa Bay is supposed to play football this weekend, but it would be difficult... Um, if there was a hurricane, the literal Miami Hurricanes played in a hurricane last week. Why can't those losers in Tampa Bay do it? So they're going to play the Chiefs. Okay. Okay. So the NFL has said, "Let's just move this thing to Minneapolis, neutral site." I think that makes sense to me. Yeah, you can't have it. Can't you? Can't give Kansas City an extra home game. No, but you can't have it anywhere close to Tampa Bay because everything will be a of foot because everything will be a foot underwater. So yeah, Minnesota. Okay, this happened not long ago. Whenever was that four or five years ago? They canceled week one. It was like Miami Tampa Bay, mm-hmm. and then they called that their bye weeks, and then they had to move everything around, and they had no bye weeks throughout the year. It was like weird and stupid. I think I like this better. Also, it's cool for Minneapolis fan because you get to go. I assume you can buy tickets to it. I don't really know how that works, but you get to go and like see a cool football game. Like that's pretty. That's pretty sweet. Yeah, like a professional bowl game in your backyard. That's pretty cool. Patrick Mahomes' first game in Minnesota. Is it right? That's neat. Didn't they have a Super Bowl there that Tom Tom Brady won one in Minnesota? I feel like that's true. Scouring my brain. Is that the one where the power went out, or was that Atlanta? Atlanta, the power went out. It's not jumping into my brain. But I want to say yes. But they, does, they often do domes. It's only domes or uh, fair weather cities. Right. Yeah. So does I mean, Tom Brady need to win a game in a hurricane for his legacy? This is going to make him play another year, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. It's the only safe move, though, because, like, obviously there's not just the players and the fans and all that, but there's everyone. It's, but you don't keep people in that region. There's just not – just go. Go literally anywhere else. Yeah, board up the windows and go to Minnesota, everybody. Now, you know what you could hop do? On, hop on that plane, get an Airbnb yeah. in the Twin Cities. And then go to a football game. Is New England at home this weekend? Because I think that would be a similar home field advantage for the Buccaneers. Is if they played a home game in Foxborough, yeah. then Tom Brady, that's that's it's still home field advantage. Wait, who are they playing again? The Kansas City Chiefs, Chiefs. of, of Chiefs, Arrowhead Chiefs. Stadium. Chiefs, 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 Chiefs. Right, right, right. Um, yeah, I think you're right. That's the move. 
but the NFL isn't cool enough. Also, New England may be at home, and I have no real understanding. I don't like. I didn't bother before making this point to look at New England's schedule. Yeah, I, I honestly didn't even know about this until like five minutes ago. So there's that. Also, should the NFL consider because we have 17 games now, doing eight at home, eight on the road, and always one neutral? That would be neat. Yeah, you're right. It's, uh, like professional bowl games. Yeah, that'd be like a fun whatever. Or, or just have this be their bye week, and they play at home during their bye week. Well, unless the other one doesn't have a bye week. Like, that one wouldn't work. Shuffle it around? Well, I'm not saying they can't shuffle it around. Yeah. But I'm saying with the plan that I'm proposing, every team every team has one. ends up with a neutral boy somewhere. We should, we should harp on this a little more. Well, I don't I think like, it's a bad idea. I like this idea. So let's say if friends of this show in the Albuquerque community would have figured out building a freaking stadium. Mm-hmm. Also, you could put an NFL game over there at the university. Yeah. I'm into this plan. Put the NFL, London, Mexico City, all of it. I'm emailing Paul Tagliabue right now. I don't hate that. Yeah. Two men on, 95.9 FM and AM 610. The Sports Animal. Betting for the Sports sports Animal. animal. Your Your afternoon afternoon drive. drive. Number two, two, men men on, Van Van Nunley Nunley and Fred Fred Slow. Slow. And in the the on-deck circle. Robert Buck Buck D. Gibson. This is Two Men On with Van Nunley and Fred Slow. Five o'clock. Welcome to Quitting Time. Coach Ron Hudson will join us at six o'clock. He's the head coach of the New Mexico Highlands Cowboys. We're going to talk about what's going on in the world of football. Football. Big game this weekend. Had a big game against Mines this last weekend. We'll go over what the boys did and what they expect to do in this upcoming week. Danny Gonzalez will join us tomorrow. Talk a little UNM football. I reached out to Danny. I was like, hey, we're at Ice Park tomorrow. Why don't you just walk across the freaking street and sit down with us? I believe he'll be calling in. Yeah, he'll still be calling. (laughs) Yeah. He ain't got time for that. He ain't got time for that. He's a busy guy. Michael. Do you even watch baseball anymore now that the Brewers are out of it completely and they're a joke and a disaster and your fandom has been wasted? After the hater trade, they went in the tank, I swear to God. The, yeah, we all saw it. Everyone saw it. Couldn't they're understand terrible. that trade, but oh well. I can understand it. Josh Hader's a shell of himself. And speaking of shells, he got shelled after he got traded. It took yeah, him like two did. months to figure it out. I didn't know that. Yeah. There's something I think, and this isn't just like athletics, but I think that's the one that relates the easiest. If there's like a company or a team or a whatever thing that you're associated with, and they're like, we don't want you anymore. Yeah. That messes with the psyche. It does. Yeah. Josh Josh Hader got ex-girlfriend. Yeah. Bad. Yeah. It's like, okay, get off of Facebook. Yep. Hit the gym. Yep. Yeah, wait a month before you get back on yep. Tinder. Fix my diet. Yeah, fix your diet. Yeah. Quit drinking as much. Call your grandma more. Quit quit mourning in the bottom of a bottle. Yeah. And get to it. Don't plug the Xbox in. It just took him two months to figure it out. Got to figure it out. But he's back now. Yeah, here's what you do. You just leave Clash of Clans on idle. Just let it sit there. Yeah. No more Call of Duty for no, you, yeah. Josh Hader. No, yeah. No more Madden. Fort, no, Fortnite marathons. Yeah, no more of that one. 
What was that one called? Fortnite. Marathon? It's like a racing game? Uh, but no, when I said marathon, I meant playing a lot of Fortnite in a row instead of getting your affairs in order, going to the gym, going to the grocery store, um, going to uh, the barber, and uh, exercising and sweating and getting over your ex. Okay, so I want to make sure I understand this correctly. Fortnite is a video game, and it's a shoot 'em up game, right? I think. Okay, I believe that's correct. <laughs> okay. And I also believe that it's on your cell phone. Is that correct? Okay. So you and I... A friend of the show, Jana Harrison, is nodding her head. Yes. Nodding her head, yes. Yeah. She has a, a young 10-year-old boy who I'm assuming plays Fortnite. Yes. And, uh, you, so, but I believe it's not just prepubescent children that play so, it. It's, it's like everyone. If he is listening right now... Esports! I guarantee you he is not. No. Shout out to Gunner. He's busy. Yeah. Playing Fortnite. Fortnite. Yeah. So hear me out. I got I got this fundraiser idea. I just Wait, hold up. You're not it. you're not forty yet. You're close. I'm not. You're you're fastly approaching forty. That's not true. I have years to go. I am forty. Yeah. It's the forty night. It's the Fortnites. Okay. Yeah. So hear me out. Big fundraiser. Me, you, Locker five oh five. Okay. We do a Fortnite marathon. Oh and God. what it is sounds awful. Is we set up a race and during the race you have to play your cell phone while running it and the game you're playing is of course Fortnite. Fortnite. so it's a Fortnite marathon i believe this is going to be a banger of a fundraiser i don't think we can ensure that fred what way too many people are going to die well i to my understanding the whole game is to shoot people so yes lots of people will die no the participants will you can't just run around and hold your cell phone in front of your face you know you're referencing all of the pokemon go injuries that occurred in the summer of 2015. Yes. Almost ran over a dude. That was seven years ago. In Old Town. You know, Miles Garrett wouldn't have hit him. <laughs> he would have swerved and <laughs> killed a goose <laughs> on the plaza. If any animal has it coming, it's a goose. Oh, they're the worst. I hate a goose. I had to beat up a swan before. I didn't even see the new Tom Cruise movie because I hate goose so much. Oh, that's mean. Also, I'm not into weird propaganda movies, so don't give me don't give me Top Gun. I, ha- I had to uh, protect my dog, who's a sweetheart, from a goose one time at Tingley Beach. Sweetheart is a polite way to say ignorant. I I popped a swan on top of the head like a friggin' Koopa Troopa, and then I had to protect like whack a mole. I pr- yes, I whack a mole <laughs> a swan so at Tingley Beach to protect my dumb dog who can't protect himself, and then I like fake kicked him out of the way. He knows a kick because of the way he is, his horrible swan personality. So when he saw me rearing back like a young Al Del Greco, he started running away. White swan or black swan? Uh, white. Yeah. Yeah, they're the worst. They're the worst. Yeah, a, 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 a murderous rage in his eyes. Did you run at him? Yes. Uh, well, that means that you Like can't. Al Del Greco, about to kick off. The 1988 Houston Oilers. If you ran, that means you do not play football for the Miami Dolphins, the Jacksonville Jaguars, the Buffalo Bills, or the Baltimore Ravens. By what do you mean, Fred? At combined running back positions, they totaled this number of yards, respectively. Baltimore 28, Miami 30, Jacksonville 31, Buffalo 32. All these teams on the season have a collective 32 rushing yards or less. They're all in first place. Isn't that the thing? They're all in first. Every loser who listens to this show and is like, you got to have a solid defense on a run game. You did not. 
you did not at all. By the way, I recognize Baltimore's offense is a little different, and the guy yes. that they have is not a running back. Yes. He is. Lamar Jackson is fourth in the league in rushing. Yes, the famously inept Baltimore Ravens at rushing. <laughs> Led by Lamar Jackson. Lamar Jackson. On his own, yes. the quarterback is only being outrushed by three running backs. The Jacksonville Jaguars. Wires? Jaguars? Jaguars. The Jaguars. Jaguar. Who led this past weekend and points scored the Miami Dolphins, who are 3-0, and and the Buffalo Bills headed by Jared. Who's their quarterback now? Jared Allen? It's Josh. Okay, Jared Allen. These Running does not matter. It's only about the wide receiver game. It's only about quarterbacks that are willing to put it downfield. You have to have a dual-threat quarterback who can pass and run, and you got to have talented wide receivers who can rack up the yak. Uh, we got a run game at Buffalo. <laughs> uh, a lot of guys, they do the Newt Rockney. We do the Josh Allen. Mm-hmm. That's your run game, Buffalo. This is this happened years ago too with the oh god here I go again old man slow this happened years ago with the greatest show on turf mm. they stopped running the ball didn't need to didn't need to nope. they would move Marshall Falk out of the backfield they would do stuff and all of these teams are figuring that out now give it the shovel give it we were watching the game last night right it's a third down and twenty four or whatever and Robert is screaming they're gonna do a bubble screen here it's gonna be a screen and we're like you're an idiot they got to get twenty three yards I know they only got twenty one. But that's the way they're setting themselves up for success now is you do all these things that are little dump passes. And also, if it's not there, you can just throw it in the ground. And if you're watching us on Comcast 26 or uh, Watch the Boys, B-O-I-S. Watchtheboys.com. Watchtheboys.com or Studio519ABQ.com. Yep. Uh, I just sneezed. I was not dabbing. I know I just talked about Fortnite. I wasn't doing the dab. That was an actual sneeze. Thank you very much. Just heads up. I mean, Josh Allen just said that they're going to use the passing game as the running game. They're not even being covert about it. They're not even being sneaky. It's like, yes, we're going to pass 50 times. Deal with it. Do you want Josh Allen to drop back 60 times a game for 14 more games this year? Uh, It's going to be different when the weather's different. But for now, yes. Yes, I do. See, but they don't have like... Unless the situation arises where I'm playing him in my fantasy league, playing against him in my fantasy league, then no, let's run that ball. (laughs) The Dolphins are in dead last place in rushing yards. Do not care. They lead the league in W's, and they're only beating good teams. That is correct, and that is correct. Nothing matters running the ball. Linebackers don't matter. Running the ball does not matter. Defense, the best tackle in the game right now is like 22 years old. Like, we watch all kinds of football with players that I've never heard of, and the thing to me that is most vital and important is that you throw the ball downfield every single play, either get a reception or a pass interference call. It's the only offense that matters. That is the way the NFL has been going for years it started with the transition in between Favre's era into the Manning Brady era, and it's like it's on steroids now. Like people can go games without more than five rushes, and that's just trying to catch them off guard. Yeah, yeah. Inside draw. 
inside draw. Every snap you take is in the shotgun. If you go under center now, they know you're going to run it. (laughs) Unless it's a play action. Lamar Jackson, like RPO from the pistol, whoever behind him, I don't care. Okay, now I'm scared. This is the one guy. The other 31 guys, you're going to pass it. Mm -hmm. You're going to. Cooper Rush does not want to run it. But basically everyone in the NFL, every quarterback NFL, who isn't Tom Brady, who isn't Mac Jones. Ryan Tannehill. uh, Ryan Tannehill. Well, Ryan Tannehill's not that slow. It's not good. But those two and a half guys right there, they can't run. Every other quarterback in NFL can scramble, can run, can run for a first down. I mean, you see, you see Brady doing it once every every once in a while. You see Mac Jones do it every once in a while, but it's not part of their game. Every other quarterback in NFL, that's one of the tricks in their bag. And again, to be clear, this is adjusted yard lines totals, so this is a little sure. it's, it's manipulated for a reason, right? But the point you get the point doesn't matter. Air it out, Don Curiel. Let's go. But when it gets super cold and the weather turns and you're playing outdoors, rushing is going to matter late in the year. And so of course, s- we all know in the playoffs, defense matters. But the way the NFL's trending, those things are a thing of the past. Let's grab a break. Sure. Only pass the ball. Do nothing else. Don't kick it. Only pass it. Don't punt it. Only pass it. Don't run it. Only pass it. I cannot stress that enough. Your team will lose. If you go out there and you're like, you know what I'm going to do today? Put a couple really good punts out there, play some deep in there. No. Maintain the ball. Hey, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to kick it from 50-plus yards. Don't. Go for it again. Go for it again. Statistics prove you should. Pass the freaking ball. There was one game this past weekend. Jacksonville, the rest of them could all be one with this philosophy. And when every other loser coach that won't jump off this bandwagon, I know I said break, that won't jump off this bandwagon (laughs) of doing it the old school way, you know what another word is for old school? Archaic? In the defense, in the defense of teams, in the defense of teams who have defense, Look at Kyler Murray. Look at Jameis Winston. Mm-hmm. They aired it out. They got 350 yards and it still didn't work out for them. So there's a, there's outliers. If they punted at there's least exception, once. They, there's exceptions to the rule, but still. How about how about this? How about you just commit to change? I said cut your punter. There is a backup defensive so, back on your team that can do kickoffs. Get rid of them otherwise. Go wrong. for two every time from the two. Here's what you got a kicker spot. Get rid of that guy. Go sign Tim Tebow. Have a guy who can take snaps from the two and you know is going to get across the goal line every time. His name's Taysom Hill. Get Taysom Hill. Yeah. You know how tall I am? Hood, hood, hike. Put my arm out over the line. It, oh, we're in. That's it. That's the whole play. So they someone should draft me. Bowl, bowl. Yes, <laughs> to stick to stick balls into the yeah. end zone. Enter uh, under center, ball ball lines up, and uh, here's the snap, and he just reaches across the goal line, two points. You know how many points you have at the end of the year? The many touchdowns you score times two. That's how many points he would have. Ball ball would get snapped in half the first play by Aaron Donald, like literally in half. 
No. Unlike the deer that Miles Garrett avoided, did not get snapped in half. Tuman on live from the John Lopez Real Estate and Coldwell Banker Legacy Studio. We're powered by New Mexico Pinion Coffee. We play on Team I-9. Start our days at the YMCA of Central New Mexico. Spend our evenings at Hollow Spirits on the weekend. That's for New Mexico's vodka. Tell her vodka. Don't forget, every Monday night, you can join your boys at Howie Sports Page, 12500 Montgomery Boulevard, where we will, uh, well, we will, we will, uh, drink beers with you, and we will eat, uh, bar food with you, and we'll do mm-hmm. halftime prizes and giveaway and raffles. Deal. 95.9 FM and AM 610. The Sports Animal. Download the KNML app in the Google Play or iTunes App Store. Just search KNML. All right, so an insider just told me, Van, and this is where the program gets interesting, okay? Mm-hmm. So an insider just told me the tarp is currently on the field <gasps> for the isotopes. No. Okay. We are at New Mexico Pinion Coffee. Correct. We can only be here until we hand this broadcast off at 615. Mm. The doors to New Mexico Pinion Coffee, they close and they lock. Yeah. They kick us out. So, if your boys need to go up until 7, we'll have to get real creative on our end. It'll involve musical headsets. Mm-hmm. It'll involve uh, you or I staying over with voice of the isotopes, Josh Sushan. Wait, you or I, the other, makes their way multiple blocks downtown to the Cumulus Station, rushes up the elevator and stairs, sits down in the studio, then... You or I who remain hand off the broadcast to you or I who left, then to team again with Josh Sushan while the other party packs up, leaves, and then joins broadcast in session. We can't do this. This is chaos. Well, good news. Okay. I think it's going to blow right by us. All right. So it looks like the game's going to go on without a hitch. Amateur weatherman Van Nunley. All right. Last time of the year, you got to be that. Not running for governor. Nice. Says the rain, uh, the rain, the rain uh, will blow right by. But good on the ice tapes for making the proper precautions. I'm taking my picture on the hill tomorrow, no matter what. Okay, well, let's take a look at tomorrow. (laughs) (laughs) We don't have a, we don't have a. a Vital, what's your favorite memory of the hill at Ice Tapes Park? Well, the uh, super catches that a lot of the isotopes in the past had made, but none other than... Uh, oh, yeah. Huh? Oh, go ahead. Yeah. Yeah, Bernard's made some incredible ones this year, so I give him the nod of uh, making those catches. Lance, he is very They're good hard to judge. Lance Berkman running backwards, diving. That was a big one. Jim Edmonds had a bunch of them. Just really good plays in center field. None of that happened in Albuquerque, That's Fred. <laughs> I don't mind telling you. It did not happen in Albuquerque. I do remember Big Puma's catch. That was a good one. Big Puma, Fat Elvis, what do you ever want to call him? Lance Berkman. That's the best catch of all time. Going up the hill. Mm-hmm. Diving straight yeah. up, up the hill. He dove into a hill. That's Wiley Coyote stuff. 1% chance of rain tomorrow, Fred. So I think we're going to get our picture on the hill. The Bernard even, bump. Even if it's a raining? I think that'd be a cooler picture. If we get Winton out there with us? And our isotopes umbrellas? Ella's. 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 
All right, I got some. I got some numbers for you, man. Okay. You know this is a big numbers show. Oh yeah. Receptions through three weeks. Okay. All right. Cooper Cup leads the league, twenty-eight. That's, that was my guess. Okay. Number two. Okay. Stefan. Smart. Yeah, that'd have been one of my next guesses. Stefan Diggs, mm-hmm. twenty-seven. Marquise Brown, twenty-four. And by Look, the way, he you, had fourteen of them yesterday. You hate Hollywood Brown. I don't know what your energy is and why you hate him so much, but you're wrong and you're an idiot. In the mental health world, Fred, that is called projecting. Oh, that was me. You're the one that hates yeah, Hollywood Brown. You hate Hollywood Brown. I mm-hmm. think he's a wonderful human being, mm-hmm. and compared to his cousin Antonio, he's basically Gandhi. Are they related? Yes, they're cousins. Are the two of them re- re- related to Amon Ross St. Brown? No, but he is related to every other receiver in the league. As he has 23 receptions thus far in the that's season. That's really good. So that's a good list. Okay. Cup, Diggs, Brown, and St. Brown. Okay. Okay. Also, the Chicago Bears have a team total of 23 receptions. That is pathetic. Are they in first place? Uh, yeah, they're tied for first place. <laughs> so apparently <laughs> passing doesn't matter either now, does it? It's now, all, hey, I'll tell you what. The key to victory in this modern NFL, Fred, I don't know if you saw that stat that you just said out loud. The Browns have their own St. Brown. But it's the Bears have their own. Defense. Yeah. The Bears have their own St. Brown. They don't use them enough. They don't use them at all. <laughs> Sorry, you were saying. That's the only way to win in this modern NFL. Don't say rushing. <laughs> rushing and defense. <laughs> you know, clock control, really. You, gotta, you just got to control that clock, Fred. That's what you do now. We're at Howie's last night watching the game. By the way, worst Monday night football game I'd ever seen since Sunday night football the night before. It fortunately got interesting towards no, the end. No, it was terrible. The whole thing was stupid. It was not good. The Cowboys were not good. The Giants were not good. The Cowboys should have threw hammer fist down on the Giants and just beat them to a pulp, but instead they played down to their level. Cooper Rush is outmatched. If you have any sort of energy for a backup quarterback, you're just a hype machine loser. Uh, you're referring to me right now. Uh-huh. Not only <laughs> is he the greatest quarterback in the history of the NFL. All right, interesting take. He will eclipse every plateau that Tom Brady currently stands on. All right. Including the first thing that he does is to get the monkey off the back of the ginger quarterback and win this year's Super Bowl. He's not even a ginger. He is a bright red ginger. I'm I'm barely a ginger. Vital, we're at the Howie's last night watching the game, and Van is spewing this nonsense of, like, quarterback ginger pride which I believe in certain circles is considered like very bigoted. Uh, how and dare you? I'm a minority. Gingers are the least populous group on the earth. There's less. There's less of us of any other subgroup. Okay. Okay. Don't use your white privilege on me, Fred. So a friend of the show shows up last night, Michael, at Howie's, and he walks up to me and Robert and Van, and um, he's like, Van, until today. When you started tooting the ginger horn <laughs> of Cooper Rush, I, and I'm paraphrasing here, Michael, but this could basically be a quote. I thought for sure you were a brother. Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> you, can say, you can say black. He said, I could have swore until today when you started talking about being a ginger, 
I this whole time I thought you were black. He said I had to Google you. <laughs> <laughs> hey, and I, that sounds funny, right? What's even funnier? Not the first. No, it happens all the time. Not the second. Happens. Multiple times. I never thought I sounded black. And by the way, Cooper Cup got shut down last week. He only had four receptions. He's terrible. <sighs> the Bears front office is terrible. The Bears coaching staff is terrible. The Bears receiving core, except for Equinemius St. Brown, mm-hmm. who will emerge to be as good as the sun god eventually. Their offensive line is the worst in the NFL. And poor Justin Fields is stuck out on Loser Island because he's just surrounded by ineptitude on every friggin' angle. I can't think of a single wide receiver in Chicago Bears history. Allen Robinson. No, he's garbage. I'm being serious. Who is the guy? Because that's why St. Brown will never be a guy. The best one all time was probably... Brandon Marshall. Brandon Marshall is a Denver Bronco. Known more for a Denver Bronco. A little bit of baseball talk when we get back. The Sooth. Josh Sushan, who is, as everyone knows, related to the St. Brown family. Well, and also an amateur meteorologist. Oh, yes. Two men on 95.9 FM and AM 610. The Sports Animal. The Duke City's home for sports. Hell yeah. Yes. That's a yes. This is 95.9 FM and AM 610. The Sports Animal. Rain falls. Angry on the top. As we broadcast from Pinon. It's uh, Ewan McGregor. Don't know if that's correct at all. What? What is what? Josh Sushan joining us on the program. (laughs) Jay, what's up with the ballpark? I heard the tarp was out there. So the tarp is on the field. You heard correctly. Your sources remain impeccable. It is extremely windy right now, but it is not raining. And um, now all around us, it looks like, you know, there's like storm clouds that are about to get us. You know, when when you look at the radar and you see like, okay, the ballpark is in green, but you don't worry too much about the green. You worry about the yellow and the red. And it looks like the yellow and yes. red is about between, like, San Mateo and Carlisle. But it looks like it's going to miss us. It looks like it's, it's staying it's, that way and going north and staying east. So as long as we can get through about the next, you know, um, 30 minutes without any rain, and I, and I think we're looking good, although you never know, um, I think we're going to be all right here. But we'll see. I got a weather insider up in the northeast heights. Shout out to friend of the show, Chad, who's telling me. Mark Ronchetti. I just said his name was Chad. Okay. Uh, He's telling me it's raining there. Okay. And it's on its way north. So I think you're exactly right, Joe. There you go, Jay. Yeah, yeah. uh, It's a good thing the ballpark's not in the the Northeast Heights. Correct. It took you all season long to figure out weather patterns here. That's that's very impressive, Jay. You waited till the last homestand against the arch nemesis of me. All good things, you know, all good things. Last night I gave my first ever International League out-of-town scoreboard update. You know, all, all good things come in time. Go on. Yes. Please tell me how the <laughs> KT Wiz are doing. 
No, it was because I was explaining, you know, the, the, the postseason. It's very brief. And how El Paso is going to play Reno one game, winner take all PCL title. And then the International League, Let's that's the Reno. other AAA. It's going to be um, Nashville is going to play either Scranton, Wilkes-Barre, or Durham. And it was like coming down to like an extra inning game. And if this team wins, then this team clinches. And so that's why I was given the update. It looks like it's going to be Durham versus Nashville. That is Rays versus Brewers for one game, and then the winners meet for one game. All that next weekend. No, this coming weekend. This coming weekend in Las Vegas. Get your tickets now. I'll be by, I'll be by Edwin McCain was a 1997 summer release. Uh, reached the top of the album. So that's what I was going with earlier, Van. All right. I would have no idea. Josh, we will be at the ballpark tomorrow night with you. Have you thought of a lot of fun ways for us to take photos on the hill? Like, have you come up with, like, maybe some choreographed something? And do we need to prepare any costumes? Ooh. Um, so I don't have a TikTok account, but I love transition videos. <laughs> I love when, yeah. you know, you duck out and you duck back in and it changes. And so I think that we need to get a lot of stuff that we can use now, but then a lot of stuff that we can splice together when the hill is gone and it's flat come April. So I think we need to be thinking now and April with whatever we do. But, yes, costumes are always encouraged. All right, so we do a totem pole. Fred's on top. That's a good one. Yeah. Yeah, we obviously do a reenactment of – Raising the flag on Iwo Jima. Mm-hmm. I feel like we could okay. do that very well. That's a good one. I think that's a very good one. All right, so good if you guys one. go on the air at 4, like we need to be doing this like in the 3 o'clock hour, right? Yeah, that, we're, we're going to be there yeah, early tomorrow. That's correct, yeah. Yeah, we'll be there early. Yeah, we'll yeah. do uh, yeah. the, the We need to do the all the tomfoolery first. Have you, Fred, have you ever done ice blocking? No, what is that? Where you get a, oh. a large block of ice and slide down the hill? How do you feel about that? How do you feel about sledding? Is that going to be an option for us? So there was not a lot to do in my hometown of Pleasanton, California, and one of the things that we would do, since there was nothing to do, was get a big old huge ice block, and we would go to this golf course, and we would slide down, and it was so much fun. But here's the thing. The hill in Albuquerque is not that far, right? It's like 20 feet, so that would be kind of a waste, because by the time you got momentum going, it's over, so that would be a waste. And also, we still have to play a game tomorrow after all this, so let's pump the brakes on that idea. Okay, so we did I hear we will be sledding? Is that what I heard? Yes, Why don't you bring a piece of cardboard the... like they do in Williamsport, just in case? Very good. You've seen uh, that, the Little League World Wal- Series with the cardboard? Yeah, bring yes, some cardboard. So, yeah, Fred is an amateur break dancer, so he always has cardboard always in his in, truck. In my truck, yeah. yeah. Now, how do you feel about log rolling, Josh? Would we be able to log roll down the hill? <laughs> Yeah, this is New Mexico. It doesn't feel like this is a log rolling kind of community. Crab walking? Are you thinking crab walking? <laughs> oh, I don't have the hips for that. I feel like all these are. Really are you guys going to stay until the end of the game? So when the when the final game is over, and then go pay your respects afterward? Are you guys going to bug out before the game ends? Well, we always both. stay to the end. Yeah, yeah that's yeah. the thing. And also, we have a vision of setting it up as a slip and slide out there. So our idea is to after the game. Uh, create the the interactive isotope slip and slide. Let's get Orbit out there. Well, rem- remember, this grass is going into my backyard, so we can't ruin it. I'm, like, I'm serious. Like, some of this grass is going into my backyard. So, like, we, we like this isn't just, like, destruction derby here. We're going to pay our respects respectfully to the hill. Okay, like, whatever you go to, 
like the like Six Flags or whatever, and they have where you have to climb on the rope ladder, like up the thing. We could do that over the hill, and we could try to balance up the rope ladder. Jay, are you into that? No. Okay, you go to the dollar store. But I want to see you guys try this, and I want to see security come running out and stop you guys. So, okay, hear me out now. Yeah. So you know how the tramway up to Sandia's is the longest tramway in North America? Allegedly. I say we set up the shortest one. Very smart. This yeah. is a good idea. Set up a rope Are you gonna, the ground You're going to build a tram hang on in about, to a what, bucket? 18 minutes? The, uh, well, I think just uh, uh, one rope in a bucket. Correct. Yeah, yeah. And I'm going to go to the dollar store. I'm going to buy all of the discounted pool noodles. Mm-hmm. I'm going to put them underneath of my body, and then I'm going to roll down the hill on the pool noodles and, and someone behind me replacing them in front of me as I go down the hill fully. These are all very good plans, Jay. That sounds like a really good plan for after the game, not before the game. <laughs> right? And, and to be clear, like, we're allowing everyone to go out there, not just, like, fancy afternoon radio hosts, but after the game tomorrow, everyone's allowed to go out to the hill and don't tear it down, you know, don't be disrespectful because, again, it's going into my backyard, but people can pay their respects <laughs> and roll down and take photos and all that kind of stuff after tomorrow's game. Everyone. Jay saying do not pee on it. Yeah. That's what Josh is saying. That's- I'm bringing it. I'm bringing my pitching wedge and hitting the bucket off yeah. that sucker. No. <laughs> I'm, bring, I'm, I'm bringing some uh, phosphorus. We're, we're, we're working on the gonna... beautification project of Sushon's backyard. <laughs> now, also, are we being recruited for this? Do you need Van and I's, like, capable, like, landscaping hands to help with this? Sure. Why not? Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> okay. Just, I mean, you're going to be out there with a couple of your buds anyways. I mean, Sweet. Might as well be part of that. Beer and pizza. It's my penance. Who's on... <laughs> Who's on the bump tonight? Well, Wins and Bernard, part two of the interview, is the Isotopes uh, pregame show interview. And uh, a lot of it is about just the number of people that were touched by the video and his story and just just how beautiful that whole thing was and how his mom is now famous in San Diego, which I think is super, super cool. Oh, and, nice. um, and then for the game, it's Jay Groom versus Carl Kaufman. And uh, we still got a few more milestones we're hoping to hit home run wise before we're done. Let's knock them out. That's how I feel. Yeah. I'm about that. Yeah. We'll be out there tomorrow at the ballpark. It's the last one of the year. We will be enjoying it with you. And we're getting up in the booth. Is that right, Josh? You're bringing us up on the broadcast booth? You can say hi. <laughs> that means to you. Yeah. That does not mean on the broadcast. You can say <laughs> hi to the Al- Albuquerque. <laughs> you, the you can walk yes. in and wave and take a photo and. Yeah. It's uh, not really getting the red carpet I expected <laughs> to on this one. <laughs> Josh, you're the man. You guys are the man. I'll see you guys in person tomorrow. We'll have some fun. See you tomorrow, Josh. What a good dude. All right. It is pouring here right, at, at the Fourth Street. It just and opened up it here. It is absolutely pouring. Fourth and south of Montano. Okay. So hopefully it just keeps going north, right? Just keeps going north. Let's grab a break so I can call Josh on the cell phone and see if we have to figure out a plan. Okay. It's two men on 95.9 FM and AM 610. The sports animal. There's only one Rome. And there's only one home for Rome. But I can't control what some of these people say. 95.9 FM and AM 610. The sports animal. Back on the program. Final segment before the final segment. Unless, of course... There's a rain delay out there at Isos Park, but it looks like everything is on pace right now. 
So if you're headed out to ballpark tonight, don't let the rain that is currently at the intersection of Douglas MacArthur and 4th Street fool you because there's no rain at the ballpark. It's raining midtown and north. Okay. I believe it's going north, and I think it's going to pass us right now because as I look to the south, the sun is shining. Ah. The sun is shining in the New Mexico Pinon parking lot, and it is storming in the Bob's Burgers parking lot. Okay. And it's wildly confusing because it's feet away from its, each other. Excellent. Coach Ron Hudson and the New Mexico Island Cowboys will be joining me at 6 o'clock. Van, you will leave the program after this segment to make your way to the studio just in case. Just in case. Just in case. Yep. And I'm going to make sure Coach Hudson is aware of how, how you don't care about him, how you didn't want to speak to him. Make sure. Yeah. yeah. Make sure there's no misunderstanding I mean, there. You should probably do 11, 12, 13 minutes on just that. That's <laughs> <laughs> What's your takeaway from the NFL weekend? Uh, the Dolphins love their coach. Ooh, I'll buy into that. The Dolphins love their dorky IT background coach, and they're fighting for him, and they're playing quite hard for him, and they're playing above their projections. Watch out for the Dolphins. Watch out for the Dolphins when this culture really takes shape in a few weeks. Watch out for the Dolphins when Tua gets really together with his talented wide receiver core. Miami. And I know it's low-hanging fruit to say watch out for the undefeated team. Okay. I know it's uh, low-hanging fruit to say, hey, watch out for the undefeated team. But they've had three signature wins in a row. And they're not even playing at the best of their ability yet. I'm going to tell you this. Tell me. I know for a fact who's good and who's bad. And you're like, Fred, that's overly simplistic. The good teams are the teams that score against good teams. That's the only qualifier to me. Mm -hmm. Jacksonville scores. Buffalo scores. I know the St. Louis Rams of Los Angeles County. Yeah is not a good football team because they do not score against bad football teams. The Bears at 2-1 and one is a fluke. It is a the, fluke. The Giants at 2-1 and one is a fluke. The Washington Guardians are not good. No. They're very bad. That is correct. And that's the thing, too, where you get, like, a little bit fooled because you can put up points against bad teams. I'm like, well, that makes sense. That, to me, is a thing. Tampa Bay. Yes. Also, it is early in the season. I know this is the time of the year to jump on the hyperbole train and overreact, but this is really what you got to do is you got to give these time these teams some more time to gel, to coalesce, to start running their offenses, to start See, playing as a cohesive man, defensive unit. I disagree. But there are some standouts. The Bills, even though they lost, they kind of cheated themselves. They shot themselves in the foot for two-minute warning time management, both in the first and second half. They should be 3-0, and but the Dolphins did what they needed to do to stand out. I don't know if I... The bu- Bengals are talented yeah. in every single position group except for offensive line. They're going to right the ship. They're going to be fine. But you're going to have to wait a few more weeks for these teams, especially teams with new coaches, with new 
uh, skill position players, it's going to take them a little while longer to gel and coalesce. Here's why I don't buy it. Because you're pro athletes at the pro level doing pro things. Sure. And I get that Dan Campbell is a first-year coach and this and that. that. He knows the game. He knows the culture. You don't get these opportunities because you're a guy who has to figure it out. You hit these opportunities because you figured it out. And these athletes and quote-unquote chemistry and gelling, all these things, not real to me. The things that eliminate those, are you familiar with money? Uh Because everyone involved in this has all of it. Every guy we're talking about. You have every motivation to have it right, right out the gate. And the teams that have that, Miami, Waddle, Hill, Tua, they get it. You know what Tua's playing for? The bag. You know who else has a lot of money? The Dallas Cowboys. And I don't know why they wasted it on Dak and Zeke and CeeDee Lamb when they had a perfectly good Cooper Rush this whole time for free. You don't give number have I, have I mentioned that I'd really like Cooper Rush yet? Well, but that, so we're watching the game last night because on the program, and maybe it was hyperbole, maybe it wasn't, but you're like, hey, 11 tutties this game. So 600 like, yards, 11 touchdowns. Yeah. And I'm like, okay. He fell a tiny bit short. But as we're watching it, oh, he's just got to gel. Yeah. You know what you can't do with Cooper Rush? Blame him when C.D. Lammy boy, who's in full, what do, do Lamb, what do Lambs do? Wide open touchdown. Do Lambs run? Do they gallop, probably? Gallop, leap? Gallivant? They, you know, a little baby lamb uh-huh. that does this little jump. I'm thinking of goats. Those are goats. I'm thinking of goats. Goats are bouncy boys. But as C.D. Lamb is out there getting passed by records, you're welcome, he's just dropping them off the chest. Mm-hmm. That's not on Cooper Rush. Nope. That's Perfect on a, ball. That's on a loser cat. Multiple drops. Not figure just out that his one. hands. Not just that not one. Not just that one. Not just that one. Hey, but, uh, but Fred, I'm... I'm not a friend of the show. I'm a guy who just calls in to complain, and uh, he caught that one one-handed. You're right, Dallas Cowboy fan. Yeah. Catch the wide open one, though. Definitely catch that one. You want to be winners? Then do the circus yeah. stuff. Do the little things right. Yeah. You want to be a winner? You want to put the hammer down? You want to throw a hammer fist? Don't play down to the Dallas, or excuse me, to the New York Giants. Yeah, and by the way, Giants fan, if there are any real ones in no, Albuquerque, no real ones. be happy. Enjoy this run that you're two and one because you should be at least one and two. And last night you should have got blown out by thirty because except for a couple Saquon Barkley miracle plays, it was all Cowboys. Vans headed to the studio. Head coach in Mexico Highlands Cowboys, Ron Hudson will join me at the six o'clock hour. We will update you on if we are here or if this program is being handed off to Albuquerque Isotopes Baseball. Van, this might be your last segment. Any final words? Bye, guys. Maybe maybe see you in 15 minutes. Hopefully not, so the isotopes can start on time. Tuning on, 95.9 FM and AM 610. B, Sports Animal. Now betting for the Sports Animal, your afternoon drive. Number two, Menon, Van Nunley, and Fred Slow. And in the on-deck circle, Robert Buck D. Gibson. This is Two Men On with Van Nunley and Fred Slow. Well, it's just me here. Just me at the pinion. Van went back to the studio because the isotopes are in rain delay. 
He'll be joined by voice of the Albuquerque Isops, Josh Sushan. After I wrap up with my very good friend and head coach of New Mexico Highlands Cowboys, Ron Hudson. Coach, welcome to the program. Thank you. It ain't just you. I'm right by your side, right here. Let's rock and roll. I just, me and you all day long, all night long, if we have to. All day. Highlands had a – I tell you what, uh, obviously you know I'm I'm very partial. I broadcast for the team. Highlands put up a ton of points this past weekend against South Dakota Mines, but South Dakota Mines, they got an offense to be reckoned with, 27-41 loss on the road. But I'm telling you what, I'm seeing your offense, Coach, and it looks like to me you can run with anyone in this country. Well, I, I'm really proud of our kids. You know, we, uh, you know, it was our first road game, and it's it's the longest road game of the year. So we leave on a Thursday, so it's really a two day trip before we play, and then a big old long night back. So a lot of challenges that come with that. A lot, a lot of, a lot of focus challenges, a lot of discipline challenges. So uh, you know, but before we started off, we had we had some challenges to deal with, and, and everybody does. That's part of college football. You got to play away games. So we we got out there and we played, and uh, you know, we're, we'll start with the second half first, and that was the half. Where we really rallied. We we competed. Uh, you know we but, you know we we didn't play very well to start the game. I didn't think we had a great focus. Uh, they were a little more physical than us. I'll be honest with you. We got out coached. We got out played there in the first half. But we came in at halftime, and to our kids' credit and our coaches' credit, uh, got them in, got them settled down. Uh, kind of like has been our history. You know, we came out in the second half. We're a different ball club, and really got after them and competed our tails off in the second half. And uh, really liked what I saw. You know, we got the, the passing game opened up. We cut CJ loose for some long plays. Really, oh, really happy. Good. And then uh, you know we, we were able to run the football and pound it some as well. That's going to be our, our hallmark. That's what we're going to hang our hat on being able to run the football. So I was very, very pleased with our offense in the second half, but more importantly, I was pleased with our team because we kept our poise. Uh, you know, it was one of those things where, hey, look, if you don't have some character and you're down a little bit at halftime, it's easy to call it. You know, we've had a long road trip, a lot of distractions. It's easy to just hang it up. And our kids didn't do that. You know, and that's not – I'm not a moral victory guy. I'm not a – I don't talk wins and losses very often. But uh, to watch our kids compete in the second half and, and, and give ourselves a chance to win the ball game in the end, I was very proud of them. Coach, you, and again, I know you very well. I'm going to state this. You're not a moral victory guy, and you're not a guy that really puts emphasis on, on like, the, the specific of the W or the L. But yep. talk to me about the level of excitement that your athlete has when you're calling big plays because the Cowboys are scoring on big plays, Coach. And I know we, we had, that if it's Charlie Molnar, I know the boys are lighting up in the eyes when it's, hey, we're going to go downfield, or hey, we know with this zone blocking we're going to be able to open up on the run, or we know that we have an opportunity here. How excited is the offense when you're moving the ball as well as you guys are? Well, you see, our, we, we've got some talent. We really do have some talent. So our kids' lie, yeah. eyes light up. They're excited. And you get a chance. I mean, you see the defensive guys. They're excited. They're up, they're getting corrections, but they're looking over the coach's shoulders, kind of ticking them off because they're trying to see the next big play that's coming. So we're really excited. Uh, we, we've got some big play guys. And I tell you, those kids, and, and not just one, we're, we're deep. We've got some guys making plays. So they're excited. They love the offense. You could see Coach Molnar. He's the on mad scientist over there. He's talking. He's working. He's saying, okay. I see they're playing this coverage. Let's attack it with this. And all of a sudden, next thing you know, it's a 50-yard touchdown. So, uh, you know, they're, they're excited to play for him. Uh, he's a great coach and a great man, and uh, he's been dialing up some good stuff. We continue to get better every week. 
Next game is Adam State. That is this upcoming Saturday. That is at Adam State. Adam State has had kind of a rough road thus far in the RMAC. And I know you guys have yep. made a lot of changes, be it defensively after week one in the exhibition against Eastern, and then obviously found a real good rhythm at homecoming and some things to work on now. Whenever you guys go to Adam State on Saturday, what is going to look different for the Cowboys and what is going to help them prevail on the road? Well, I tell you what, the first thing is going to be different. It's a night game. We play up. It's a 7 o'clock kickoff. Yeah. So it's, it's, a, it's a good game. We, pl- we played a night game earlier in the year, so, so we're a little bit used to it. I don't know that they will be. This will be their first night game. It will be our second. So our guy will be on the road. It's a traveling thing again. We've got to get up there. We'll stay in a hotel. We'll meet up there. And then uh, we've got all day Saturday to kind of hang out at the hotel before the game that night. So we've got to keep our focus, and then we'll take the field in. And I'll be honest with you, you know, we're, we're, we're going to do what we do. We're going to execute our offense. We don't, we don't reinvent the wheel. We, we're we're going to run the football. We're going we're to hand the ball to a, couple, to a couple of our really good tailbacks. We're going to play action, and then we're going to throw the ball to CJ and to Cam High and those guys and, and, uh, and, 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 and make them defend the whole field. So what, you, what you've seen as we continue to grow and get better, you're going to see better. We're, we're, gonna, you know, we're, we're not reinventing the wheel. We're just going to get better at what we do every week. I believe that strongly. Uh, I'm not a guy that likes to invent a whole bunch of uh, plays every week. We, what we put in, in fall camp, that's what we're going to run. We're going to get better and better at it. And uh, I really believe the better we execute, the better we do what we do, the better chance we have to be successful. In his first collegiate start, freshman Mike Jackson gets the win for the boys at home. And then Ezekiel Payne, he returns. Number 10 is playing quarterback for the Cowboys again after going down in week one. I know we don't often talk about health on the radio, but you got a pretty healthy squad right now. How is Ezekiel Payne looking, and how is, the, is he going to be your starter against Adam State? Uh, you know what? It looks like it's going to be that way right now. We're going to we'll let both of them compete again and see because we've got two great we've got three great quarterbacks. But but those two are battling every week. You know, Zeke Zeke's kind of the, the elder statesman. And I tell you something. You know, when when Zeke played the game, like I said, we were we were a little bit disheveled in the first half. We we we, were, we weren't very focused. And he was, he took some hits and he competed his tail off. And then, you know, I, I showed our guys the film of the second half, watching him give up his body. I mean, to the point where we're like, hey, look, I don't want you doing that anymore. Take, slide, run out of bounds, but he's diving, he's lunging, he's throwing his body around, he's getting up and competing, getting a little shoving match every now and then. I mean, I mean, he's on fire. He's competing his tail off and he's an inspiration to our guys. As hard as he plays, as hard as, as much as he's bought in, as hard as he competes, you know he's he's an inspiration. So that I think that's really kind of what's been giving him the edge here recently. Just his continued grit and toughness. You know, uh, Mike Jackson's a hell of a football player. We said this all along. He's a really really good player. Um, but uh, you know, those two together, man, they're 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 pretty challenging to deal with. So you know, right now it looks like it's going to be Zeke. We'll see. We'll see how the week plays out. Back-to-back roadies, the only time you do it this year. Obviously, we were talking about the play in the field. We are talking about the offense, the defense, and you have a pretty, you have a pretty exceptional special teams as well. But talk to me about yeah. how getting that first road trip out of the way is going to help with the second one. And, like, and we can laugh. We can talk about going to Mount Rushmore. We can talk about all the things you guys kind of did as tourists while you're out there. Yeah. But how does it yeah. help the routine of the boys going to Adams State? 
Well, you know, it'll be, it, it, like I said, it was the longest trip of the year, and we did. We took them. We knew we were going to be there. We knew we were close. You know, if I can take them, if I can, do, if I can take them someplace that maybe they've never been in their life, if I can expose them yeah. to something they haven't seen before, uh, I'd sure like to. I'd, I'd, like to, I'd like to make this more than just football. So that's what we did at that. the risk of, of losing some focus. But this one won't, you know, we won't have another trip like that because everything will leave Friday, play Saturday, and come back. So this one will be, will be a lot less distractions. Uh, it, that really challenged us. And I think it's good. I thought I thought it. It, it that's as mo- that's the most extreme distraction possibility we are going to have all year. So it's going. I'd love to see us, or I'm looking forward to seeing us really focus, uh, pay attention to all the details that go along with traveling, being there early, making sure we got everything ready to go, making sure that no matter where we're at, no matter what the temperature is, no matter what the location is, we're focused on the uh, the job at hand. And I really believe this. I, I think that that experience last week's going to help us. That, that that challenge. And I told our staff this. You know, I you know I was disappointed in the result. I wanted to come away with the win. I did. I don't talk about that much, but I did. But uh, the experience we gained, what we learned, how we learned, how we learned to continue to compete and not worry about the scoreboard, just play football. And, it, and it's funny when you just play football and you do what you're supposed to do. Really good things happen, and that's what we did in the second half. And I think that's what they learned. How are the raging Cajuns doing? Oh, the Cajuns are struggling, my brother. The Cajuns are hurting right now, and they're and I, I'm a feeling for them. You know, they've they played, they've lost two tight ones in a row here, and uh, they were on a roll. You know, and uh, for you, those of you that don't know, my son's playing offensive line for the Raging Cajuns, and so uh, you know they had they had a tough one. They played the their their arch rivals Louisiana Monroe last weekend, and uh, came out in the short short end of that. And I know they're 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 pretty upset right now. They're they're pretty surly right now. Oh oh oh. Oh, I like that. All right, Coach. The uh, the prediction for the weekend from me is you're going to go on the road and you're going to have kind of all those little tweaks figured out offensively and defensively. And, and I think if, if you have a good week of practice and everything sets up, it, it could be in the W column for the boys. What is, what is that point of emphasis? What is the thing that you and the coaching staff are going to do to make sure the Cowboys come out on top this weekend? The details. It's the details no matter yeah. what. And that's, that's the lesson we learned last week. The details no matter what. Continue to focus on the details. Let the big picture take care of itself. As long as we do the little things, the big things are going to be just fine. Ooh, I like that a lot. Coach Hudson, anything we missed? No, my brother, man, I'm grateful. I appreciate it. I love what you guys do. We appreciate your support. We love the state of New Mexico. I'm glad we got a voice down there in Albuquerque. I uh, love having you up here talking talking football with us, and uh, we're just grateful, man. We appreciate all the support, and uh, can't wait to see you. Well, and, you know, we haven't really talked about this on the broadcast, but we've talked about it off the air. The number of football alum that have reached out to me, because, you know, I run communications for the university, yeah. that have reached out to me about you and the level of excitement around the program. And people want to they want to find the record books, Coach, and they want to get back into the program, and they want to reconnect. And, um, you know, not saying anything about any regime before you, but it's there's a level of energy and positivity about the purple and white right now that I didn't know could have ascended this high. Like, it has been well, uh, incredible to me to be able to be at least adjacent to the process. I appreciate that. You're more than adjacent to it. I appreciate you saying that, bringing that up. You know, and, and the thing I think, because we had that homecoming last, you know, a week ago, and all those folks came back, and they're all talking, and they're excited. And uh, I, I, as many of them as would, I had them talking to our football team. As often as right. they will, I want them talking to our team. We have great history here. We have great tradition. There's, there's, there's been great football. There's, there's great Highlands men that have gone on and done great things afterwards. And I want to come back and talk to our players. I want our players know, to know that there's big shoes to fill. 
Knoxville here. You know, this this is a special place. So, you know, I, I think that's part of the buzz and the excitement is to for those guys to know not only are they welcome here. I mean, we, we need them here. We want those guys coming back and being around our kids. We want our players to see the alums from the past. We want them to, to feel the tradition here and to know that they're valued, to know that there's people from play, that played 40, 50 years ago. There's professors on campus. There's a lot of people that, that are looking at these guys and watching how they play. And I'll be honest with you, I mean, I mean, my name may have been brought up, but it's about these guys. They're excited about these guys and, yeah. and what they're doing and the great character that they've shown. Well, and we didn't get a chance to connect last week because Van and I were on 45-minute shows every day or whatever, dumb schedule. Yep. But after homecoming last week, obviously you guys get the big win at home, and it's the first win for athletics at New Mexico Highlands this year in a home event, which is just incredible. So you guys get the W, and then there's volleyball that night, and half of your team is out supporting the women over in the John A. Wilson, and there's just a, you know, there's several hundred people like like continuing that homecoming celebration. And, and that fellowship coach that I know you and still and the alumni that you brought in and kind of all those connections it translates not just to your program but athletics across the board you know what it does it's it's fun uh you know it's 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 that's what college is about. I mean, that's and that's the experience I want to have. I want these guys to have. You know, you know, we we won and we're singing the fight song, and then we're we're celebrating in the locker room, and they dumped that deck on the blue gate, Powerade all over me, and uh, you know, that's that's all part of the fun. And then we hey, we go clean up, and it's volleyball. You know, and they're cranking, they're competing their tails off, and so we're all in the stands, man. And you you can't we didn't miss a beat. I mean, every single player's there yelling and screaming, and it's not that I told them. I mean, they're there. I'm there uh, to support our team. I look up and. A across the way the entire team's on the other side and they're yelling at me and they're yelling and having all kind of fun and and supporting our girls and that's college that's what college life is that's what makes it special 20 years from now they're going to remember that day they're going to remember playing they're going to remember the volleyball game you know they're going to remember that that night saturday night homecoming night with a win and and what fun it was on campus and downtown i mean that's that's what college life's like that's what we have here at highlands and man we're sure proud of it I, I was on the broadcast for the homecoming game. You got your first collegiate win as a head coach. And Zeke Barunda, he's, uh, he does color commentary for me. He's a young man in Highlands, kind of learning the field. So anyways, yeah. at the end of the game, when you're about to get the Gatorade bath, I pull out like my personal and I, and I start taking a video to make sure, you know, we can capture that moment forever. And, uh, my number one takeaway from the, you getting the Gatorade bath is, do we miss the boat on not going with grape Gatorade? I mean, the school colors are purple and white, coach. Like, what are we going with blue Gatorade for? I think that's a great point. I think that's a great question for the trainer. I think I think we need to ask the trainer what the heck is up. We need a purple Gatorade, purple Powerade, whatever. What the heck? <laughs> Coach Hudson, you're He's the best. walking by right now. He said, "I've asked and I wasn't able to get any yet." <laughs> I love everything about it, Coach Hutchin. Thank you so very much. Best of luck this weekend. And uh, where did I say Adam State? Right? What's that? Alamosa? Is that right? Go, go, Alamosa, Alamosa, Colorado. Yep. Adam State Saturday night. There we go. Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna cut this one loose, Vital. You're gonna hand it over to Van and Josh Sushan is back at the studio because we're in rain delay for Ice Tubs Baseball. Coach Hutchin, thank you for carrying me through. What a good dude. What a super good dude. Vital, we're set up on your end, right? I, perfect. I'm handing it off. Vital in. Van Nunley and Josh Sushan, and I'm going to make my way down to the studio, so I'll be joining you probably in 15 or 20 minutes. 95.9 FM and AM 610, the sports animal. Sound off right now at 246-0610. Come on!
Welcome back, Duke City. That Coach Hudson absolutely brings the heat. His energy is contagious, and Las Vegas, New Mexico, New Mexico Highlands University is lucky to have a guy like that coaching football. Welcome back to the program. We had uh, some fun logistics. So as you know, we did the show from New Mexico Pinon Coffee today. And uh, it looks like there's a slight little delay up at the lab, Rio Grande Credit Union Field at Isotopes Park. So you get some bonus two men on today. And even better, you get some bonus Josh Sushan. What's happening, my dude? What's it looking like over there? For, before I answer your question, were you guys uh, inside or were you guys outside at Pinon? We were inside. You guys were inside. Okay. Yeah. I, 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 was, uh, I was envisioning that the rain started, the skies opened, and the rain is pouring down all around you, and Fred's scrambling to cover up the equipment, <laughs> and you're sprinting your car to hustle to the downtown studio to save the day, and I'm just going to pretend like that happened. Well, as you know, Josh, me and you were both amateur meteorologists, and amateur meteorologist Van Nunley noticed that uh, midtown and north side of town is probably going to get some rain. Have you got any at the lab? No, we have not received any rain. Now, we were, like, really, really close to getting some rain. Like, Carlisle was probably getting some rain. San Mateo was definitely getting some rain. I don't know exactly how close it came, but it was extremely windy. We have not been able to see the Sandia Mountains for, like, 45 minutes. But And, and I'm telling you this, I have seen a lot of rainbows in my time here in Albuquerque. Hey. I have not seen one as bright as currently exists right now at Isotopes Park. It is stunning how bright it is. It looks like it's coming out of... Hold on. 7.05 is approximately our first pitch. All right, 7.05, first pitch. Yeah. Um, so this rainbow, it looks like it's coming out of that new building from CNM, the white one that kind of partially ruined our view. <laughs> it, it's coming from that, and then it goes up, and then it just disappears. And we can start to see a small little area of the Sandias kind of past the right field line where the sun is on there. The tarp is being taken off the field right now as we speak. And the ground screw still needs to do some work on the field um, because it was covered. We did not get any rain. Uh, starting pitchers will start getting warmed up, and so we're looking at a 7.05 first pitch approximately. How exciting. You know how much I love baseball. You know how much I love isotopes baseball. It's, it's getting to that bittersweet moment for you. This is the next-to-last game at Isotopes Park. It's, it's nice to end the season at home, but the problem is you're ending the season. Like, are you getting, you know, are you getting somber yet? Are you getting a little melancholy yet? Or are you just trying to power through it? You know that Boys to Men song, How Do I Say Goodbye? No. I, I'm not exaggerating. <laughs> I'm not being like Pollyanna here. That has been stuck in my head for like the last two days now. And it's something you really don't get used to, though, right? Because like the dog days of summer, you just got to plow through it. And then poof, the next thing you know, it's playoff baseball. Yeah, I'll be honest. When we went to Sugar Land three weeks ago, not last week's trip, but when we went three weeks ago, I was, I was feeling like, okay, you know, how am I gonna, how, how am I gonna like, energize myself for, for this last you know month or whatever it was, um, you know. And then we had this great homestand, even though there was a ton of rain. We had this two week homestand, all kinds of excitement, and then you just start to get once you see the finish line. You know, I get sad, you know, you think about everybody who you work with up here, and, and this is our summertime family, and you just think about, you know. 
put it this way. My life is way more interesting during baseball season than it is in non-baseball season, right? So, yeah, I mean, I'm going to enjoy having nights off and weekends off, being able to go out of town and do some trips and watch some playoff baseball and all that. But I'll tell you this. As soon as the World Series ends, I wish another AAA season could begin. You know, I wish it could just start right. the next day because life's more fun at the ballpark, and my life is way more interesting during baseball season. You know, so, um, so yeah, you know, it's sad and melancholy and, you know, and all those things. And, um, but also then you see the weather and you're like, well, I don't know how much baseball we could be playing. <laughs> yeah, how much? Now, sure. <laughs> baseball isn't that fun in the snow and you can't feel your fingers. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Speaking of, speaking of the season ending, MLB season's about to end. And there's a couple good playoff races still yet to be had as Vital's Milwaukee Brewers are trying to make a late push, and the Philadelphia Phillies are doing their absolute best to give it to the Brewers. Philly has 10 games left. Milwaukee has nine games left. Does Milwaukee have what it takes to close that game and a half gap? I don't, I don't see it. I'm sorry, Vitell. I, I, I want it to happen for you, Mike, and Brewers Nation. You know, that it just seems like they're a team that just keeps getting in their way. Like, they've had these opportunities and... It just feels like it just hasn't been in the cards. But here's the other thing: you don't you don't have to be great. You just have to be a little bit better than than someone else, right? So you know, normally at this time you go, well, what is there? What nine, ten games left? And you think, well, you know, if you go eight and two, and the other team goes four and six, but what if the other team goes two and eight? Right. <laughs> you know? So um, you know, but I, I don't see it for the Brewers, but I hope I'm wrong for Vital. Another National League playoff race is who's going to win the. The NL East is going to be the Mets. Is it going to be the Braves? You know, only one game separates them right now, and the Mets are in a predicament because they have these great veteran pitchers who should probably get some rest towards the end of the season. But you also want to end. You want to end atop of the East and get that by. Yeah. So, what would manager uh, Skipper Sushan do? Would you give Degrom and Scherzer a night off? And let the cards fall where they may, or do you push hard? I push hard. Same. I, w- I want to win. You know, uh, I, I think it's anytime that you can eliminate an actual series that you have to play and win. If if your if your horses pitch now, and you get the number two seed, then they get that rest. But if you give them the rest now, and you don't get the number two seed, well, then you know then it d- defeats the whole purpose of it, anyways. You know, so. You know, I always want to win games. Um, I, I think that I think there's something to be said for just continuing to push constantly. You know, I think that sometimes when you give people too much, when you've been doing something every day, for most part every day, for six months, and then you're like, oh, you know, let's kind of just like wind it down a little bit for this next week, it's harder to get it going again. You know, I just want to stay locked into that routine. The American League looks set with Houston and Yankees getting the buys, Houston being the number one seed, Cleveland hosting, and Toronto hosting uh, in the wild card round. Baltimore was a great story in the second half. To me, it looks like Baltimore has a great young core, and they're two, possibly three years away from being the best team in the East. Yeah, I mean, they might be a year away from, you know, two years. I mean, they... And they've got a lot of young talent in the minors that's following this this great wave that's already right. reached the major leagues, you know. Um, you know, I, I think for a fan base like the Orioles, which has so much tradition and so much pride, and, you know, when you've been bad for a while 
and then you start to see it, right? And then it just builds that momentum through the offseason, and that includes people buying tickets, you know, mini plans. That in, like everything just builds on it. When you know, when when you kind of come out of nowhere and you fall a little bit short, and then there's just like this excitement throughout the entire winter that kind of fuels the entire fan base and the organization. So I'm excited for the Orioles. At the same time, I'm pumped for the Mariners. I, I mean. I mean, you talk about a fail. Like, what have the Mariners ever yes. had outside of Ken Griffey Jr. and Alex Rodriguez? You know, Alvin Davis, Harold Reynolds, you know. Yeah, one, uh, you know? one fluke year where they won every close game all season and then choked yes. in the playoffs. Yes, and that was the last time they were in the playoffs, right? 2001, when they were the best team on the planet and they still didn't even get to the World Series. I mean, they've, what, been to the playoffs twice in their entire existence? You know, I am so excited for, for the Mariners and for their fans and, you know, and, and, and I, I hope that they can win a bunch of games. You know, I'd love to see them upset some teams and, and go on a run. I don't know if it's going to happen, but I, I'm just I'm just really pumped for the Mariners. Josh, let's talk a little bit more baseball when we get back and uh, take us up to your pregame. Are we starting 645 pregame? Yeah, we'll do the on-deck show at 645. Yeah, Excellent. so let's, uh, yeah, whatever you want. Let's, uh, let's do it. You've been listening to Two Men On on 95.9 FM and AM 610, the sports animal. Welcome back to the program. You're listening to Two Men On. We are, of course, live from the John Lopez Real Estate and Colwell Banker Legacy Studio. We're powered by New Mexico Pinion Coffee. We play on Team I-9. We start our days at the YMCA. We end our days at Hollow Spirits. Mondays are for the boys at Howie's Sports Page. And the weekends are for Teller Vodka, New Mexico's vodka. One more segment before we wrap it up here. Kick it over to... Isotopes broadcast and Josh Sushan's pregame. Who's on the pregame today, Josh? First of all, I'm looking forward to hanging out with you guys on Monday nights. Coming on over, you know, when, you know, season's yeah, over. Mean, you're going to have a lot of free time. Yeah. I'll be done work at roughly 5 p.m., maybe earlier. And, uh, yeah, looking forward to hanging out with you guys and, and doing things that I can't do during baseball season. <laughs> right. Yeah. And things that are very easy and very fun to do at Howie's. At Howie's, yes. Looking forward to all this. This is going to be fun. The pitchers yeah. flow at that spot, and I'm yeah. not so talking update, about uh, right-handed tarp- or left-handed pitchers. <laughs> <laughs> so update is the tarp is off the field. Grounds crew is getting the field ready. We're set for roughly 7.05 first pitch. And uh, to answer your question a few minutes ago that I dodged, Winton Bernard will be guest on the uh, – for Isotopes on deck, I did it lengthy interview with him yesterday and decided to break it up into three parts. I felt like uh, this has kind of been the year of Winton sure. and uh, play the hits. And so uh, last three days, let's just talk to the guy who was the number one story all season long and continues to be the number one story. <coughs> number one story in Major League Baseball right now isn't the playoff race. It's Aaron Judge's chasing of history. So we got two more games in Toronto. And then he goes home to face division rivals, Baltimore Orioles, in New York. Does he save it for New York? Or is this just like, I'll take what I can get. I don't care if it's in Toronto. You, you got you to gotta just take what you can get, right? Um, you know, so quick little history lessons about some things. So Hank Aaron tied Babe Ruth's all-time record on opening day 
on the road in Cincinnati, mm-hmm. and the Braves basically told him, you are not playing the rest of this series <laughs> in Cincinnati. You are going to, you know, so that you can break this record in Atlanta. And that was different because it was at the very beginning of the season. It was right. a career record. It wasn't a single season, right? Um, look, in 2001, I covered the Giants for the Oakland Tribune. I was there every day when Barry Bonds broke McGuire's record. And, you know, and that was such a weird, unusual season because, you know, there was the 9-11 terrorist attack. Six games were wiped off the schedule. Then those six games got made up at the end of the season. And so, shoot, we were in Houston when 9-11 happened. Then we went back to Houston. It was a very um, just uneasy, unsettled time. Barry Bonds had received death threats the day before 9-11. The FBI had come to his door and said, you know, that there was a death threat if he played. Mm. So now we're back in Houston. You've got that in the background. Plus, you've got what happened to our country, you know, in you know, so there was three in Houston and then three in San Francisco. And it was like, and back then, I mean, shoot, they weren't pitching to Bonds. Bonds wanted to break it anywhere he could. He just wanted someone to pitch to him, and they finally did in the last at bat, and he tied it. And then he set the record the next night in San Francisco and then hit two more to boot. Um, you know, and so he just took what he could get at that time, you know. And, you know, McGuire was able to tie and break the record in St. Louis. And then here comes Sammy you know, later that month. Right. And now, you know, you got to, like, Keep going in order to make sure that you still have the record. So it's nice at home, but it's wherever you can do it. So it seems like, I mean, you said Barry Bonds just taking, you know, what he can get, taking what was given to him. It seems that Aaron Judge is doing the same thing. And it's not just home runs. It's not like he's hitting 220 and he's got a bag full of home runs. He's the friggin' triple crown leader. He's taking walks. He's hitting it the other way when he needs to. He's not trying to knuckle up every single pitch. He's taking his doubles that come to him. Like, this is really cool to see a guy because it seems like he's not stressed at all. He's not pressing at all. He's taking what's given to him, and he's still taking advantage of it. Yeah, and, and that's what's really neat and really special about what he's doing and why he's so much fun to, to watch because he's not just some one-trick pony where it's a home right. run or a strikeout, you know. There's a lot of ways that he can beat you at the plate. I'm actually surprised that he has not been walked more because of what you just said, right? If he was a guy who's hitting 220 and has struck out 180 times, then, yeah, you go after him because, yeah, he might hit one, but there's a pretty good chance he's going to strike out three times. But because he can beat you so many ways, I'm stunned that he's not getting walked more. Yeah, I, I mean, I agree completely. Uh, this is the rest of the season, every single at-bat, is must-see TV. Like, for example, last night at Howie's, you know, Albuquerque, there's there's some fandom split in between a couple teams regionally. But in my estimations, this is a Cowboys city. Cowboys are number one in Albuquerque. Cowboys are number one in the country. And the Cowboys were playing Monday night football. So every single butt and every single seat was pointed at Monday night football. But then here's me and Fred going against the grain, watching Aaron Judge at bats in the middle of a sports bar, and I think we're the only two. I love that you guys are doing that. That that makes my heart filled with, with joy and happiness that you guys did that. There's a, I mean, we were having small talk. Like, as Howie's has just amazing regulars. Like They have an awesome group of people who frequent that place. And then, you know, you have the fans of different teams in and out, and you got your Monday Night Football regulars, but you know, we're befriending people and making new friends of the show. And, uh, and an ongoing theme is people aren't as into baseball anymore as they used to be. 
I hear a lot of stories like, oh, yeah, I used to be a baseball fan, or, yeah, there was one time, and they're sitting there talking about football like it's the last game of the season when there's history being made on the very next screen. And, and the, the least of words possible, because you know we're up against it right now, what can baseball do to get that NFL-level attention? Well, a couple of things, and I know we're up against it here. Number one, I think that baseball is a sport where if you go in person, it is much different than on TV. Um, I, I think that's the number one thing. And I think the number two thing is it's less is more. Football has a scarcity because there's only 17 games. Mm-hmm. Baseball, you take for granted because there's so many games. It takes a lot of effort to keep up with your baseball team, right? It's a daily thing. It doesn't take as much effort to keep up with your football team. It's, it's one day a week, right? Yeah. Um, and, and I think those are two of the biggest things. I also think that people just like violence. I think, you know, yeah. in the culture, the people just love violence. They like collisions and things like that. Um, but I can tell you that Albuquerque fans love baseball. When they're here at the ballpark last yeah. night, a game with nothing on the line, 5,200 people here, they were loud, raucous, lively, cheering on their guys, heckling the other team. They had a ball last night, and I loved it, and I love the way that our crowd is into it the way they are into it. Albuquerque, get out and support your topes. There is only two more games left. Get out to the lab. Come hang out with the boys tomorrow as we will be doing the show from the season finale at Rio Grande Credit Union Field at Isotopes Park. Josh, thank you so much. We'll be seeing you tomorrow. Appreciate you uh, filling the time so that I'm not just talking to myself for a half hour waiting for tonight's game to begin. Hey, if this ever happens and we're already off air, I'm a phone call away, brother. Thanks, buddy. I appreciate you. (laughs) See you tomorrow. All right. Hey, thanks to all the calls and texts and guests this evening. Had a great show. Had a fu- lot of fun with it at New Mexico Pinion Coffee. Make sure you take your new and gently used items to any Albuquerque area. New Mexico Pinion Coffee for either 10 or 25% off your order if you donate and put up a social media post. We really appreciate you. We will see you, loyal listeners and friends of the show, up at the lab tomorrow. You've been listening to Two Men On on 95.9 FM and AM 610, the sports animal.